Hey, Shannon. Hey, Mary. Are you ready to start this podcast thing? This is the Reading Teacher's Lounge, where listeners can eavesdrop on professional conversations between elementary reading teachers. We're passionate about literacy and strive to find strategies to reach all learners. Shannon and Mary are neighbors who realized that they were literacy soul sisters at a dinner in their Atlanta neighborhood. Once they started chatting about reading, they haven't really stopped. Come join the conversation. Hello, this is episode one. I'm Shannon. I'm Mary. I've been teaching for over 16 years. My specialty is locating the missing pieces in students' reading development and choosing just right activities to fill those gaps. Hi, I'm Mary. I'm a teacher, wife, and a mommy. I've taught in all elementary grades. I have Orton-Gillingham training, and I've been helping students with reading issues and dyslexia. I love talking all things teaching. I believe that humor goes a long way when asking students and teachers to do hard things, and I'm excited to share with Shannon along with all of you. Okay, so this is our first podcast, and we're going to spend some time introducing ourselves and sharing our teaching experiences. So, Shannon, how did you first get into teaching? I thought I wanted to be something else for a while when I was a kid because I used to say I wanted to be an interior designer and things like that and a writer. But then I found elementary things from first and second grade that did say, when I grew up, I want to be a teacher like so many young girls do. That's so funny. I did too. <laughs> I bet a lot of teachers have thought that. Probably. Um, but I really made the decision when I was in high school. I babysat um, a sweet girl with special needs, and I was able to learn sign language and communicate with her. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to go to college to become a special ed teacher, but my college did not have a special ed program. And so I ended up going into regular elementary education. That is my path as well. <laughs> we have so much in common. It's crazy. Um, and so I was recruited to come teach here in Atlanta in 2002, and I've been teaching ever since. And here you are. Yep. Still teaching away. Yes. I have been a reading specialist um, for many years. About half of my career has been as a reading specialist, and half of my career has been in um, the homeroom setting. And currently I am teaching second grade. What about you, Mary? What um, made you become a teacher? So similarly, I also did not know that I was going to actually be a teacher. I come from a family of teachers, but it was never forced or it was never indicated that that was what I had to be. Um, My grandmother was a kindergarten teacher. My mom is a special education teacher. Um, And then a couple years later, now my sister has become a special education teacher too. But um, in college, I was sort of finding my way and I thought, oh, elementary teaching sounds like a pretty good path for me. I'll just see how it goes. And um, I started tutoring while I was you know, in my program for some service hours. And I had this sweet little girl who was working with me and you knew as soon as she was coming down the hall, she wore these big clunky shoes and she had these gangly long arms and was just kind of a little awkward. I can totally picture her. So she was just 
such a joy for me to teach. I loved working with her and she adored me. And I, I'd never really experienced that. I have a younger sister, but this was such a different teaching experience for me. So she was really trying hard to read and she made some good progress, but I will never forget the one day um, we were just kind of walking around on campus. It was a pretty day outside and she grabbed my hand and she said, you are my favorite teacher so far. And that was the first time I really felt like, oh, I am doing this teaching work. This Aww. teaching part has to really like, you know, touch their souls and it, and it makes a big impression on you. So that's the sweet side of my story. But I have to follow it up with this other part of the story because this is what my all my friends in college just love. They all knew this sweet little girl that I used to tutor. And so one day I came back and we're sitting um, chatting about what happened. So she comes in gangly down the hall, clip, clop, clip, clop, and she sits down and she's got her book and I'm kind of giving her some space to read and she's got her book and she's kind of tipping over and it's those college chairs. You know how it has the rounded desk and yes. she's, she's tipping her way over and I can tell she's trying to tap my foot or something and I'm casually ignoring her. And before you know it, the entire desk just Flips completely <laughs> upside down. Oh no! And with her little wire rim glasses, she just looks up at me so surprised. She goes, "Whoa! How did that happen?" <laughs> with this gravelly little voice, and it is just the one of those stories that just warms my heart. And yes. I think when I am teaching, I really live for those little moments. Those little. You when know, you're connecting with the you kids. You connect with them. You love them for who they are in all of their glory. And sometimes not so much glory, but <laughs> they are just growing and changing and learning every day. And I love that about teaching kids. And, you know, I could laugh with her about it, too, when she's looking up at me so surprised. I said, that really surprised you, didn't it? It surprised me even more. And I think, you know, finding those moments are just, like, so essential to making connections and helping kids to feel safe in your presence and try and challenge them to do hard things and in return they challenge you to do hard things too that's true because for the moment they're under your care we're part of each other's life journey yeah. for the year or more that we might have them I had some of my reading intervention students for multiple years yeah. that's my only looping experience but you're just a stop on each other's life journey and you both change um, through Agreed. that connection as teacher and student. I, I think that that is so, you know, beautiful and wonderful and little people. That's why I'm teaching. They're just little people and you're just growing them into adults. And it's precious too to remember that you know, their parents trust you um, with doing this hard work of training them helping them learn, helping them, you know, change the world. And it sounds so cliche, but, you know, when the kids are in my classroom, they really are my kiddos for that year, and I yes. don't forget them. Well, we're with them for eight hours a day, no. which is a long time. They touch your heart, and they're your kiddos. So all my kiddos out there, we still love you. <laughs> well, that uh, brings me to another question. Like, what has kept you in teaching because mm. I've been tempted to leave quite a few times because I've been uh, burned out sometimes yeah. but what I love about teaching is there are two main things one I like that we have two new years because everybody has a new year's in January but we get a fresh start in August every year and we can just do over and we can reflect 
and then do over and always continue to grow. That's one of my favorite parts of teaching too, that first fresh smell of new crayons and, you know, the clean school, clean school and how hard those first six weeks are and how you are really tired when you go home after those first couple weeks of school because you're really teaching them how to be. Yes. How to be in, in a lot of different ways, how to think, how to behave, how to do, what are the new routines and rituals and... Yeah, it it goes, it's hard work. I think the thing that keeps me is that um, every year brings a new challenge that you can't really expect or anticipate, but you really, hmm, that's kind of like the exciting piece of it, I suppose, is really, you know, you never know what the day is going to bring, and you are required to juggle a lot of hats and do a lot of tasks throughout the day. And some of those are really fun tasks and some of them are mundane. And that's what sort of causes the burnout, I think. But maybe for me, it's working with really passionate educators and other people who, you know, kind of inspire me to keep trying and doing more and caring in a different way and, you know, trying to get myself to learn in a different way. Yes, I do love that intellectual challenge. Yeah. Um, when I chose education as, as my major, and I was an honors student in high school, and I remember them saying, well, why don't you want to be a doctor or a lawyer? And I said, no, I want to be a teacher. And really, now that I'm in the field, teaching is one of the hardest jobs there is. It requires so much advanced thinking, especially working with struggling students as you try to diagnose and prescribe um, what you need to do to meet them. And So I love the intellectual challenge and I love even meeting students where every other strategy I haven't that has worked in the past doesn't work with just one child sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's when I discover, I keep trying things and keep trying things and keep discovering new things. And then that moment when they finally get it, it's worth it. It's worth, it's worth all the stress that we have to do every day in the classroom. That moment when they become a reader is the high that keeps me going. I agree. It's it. There's nothing more exciting than working with a kid who is struggling, and when they start to build up that confidence, and you know they're in the library and they pick out that just right book, and you know that it is a just right. They can book actually for them. read it, and they're not just mimicking reading or pretending to read the words, but it's actually a book that they can gain meaning from. And something that they're excited about and passionate about, and you know when. I'm thinking of this one boy who I've been tutoring recently. He picked out this great picture book that I had never read before, and it was hilarious. It was about too many toys, and um, this little boy who, you know, had to donate a lot of his toys, and it was just such a lovely book, and it was just the right book for my student to read, and that those moments stick with you. Yes. So uh, it was one famous author, maybe Catherine Patterson maybe who wrote Bridge to Terabithia, I can't remember, but um, I used to have it hanging over my desk and it said that it was it's one of the greatest responsibilities and gifts that we actually get to match books to readers mm. as teachers. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I apologize to her if I'm misquoting who said it, but somebody said it and it was a good sentiment. Agreed. <laughs> so you have had an interesting career. You've done a lot of different things. And so what are you doing currently? So currently I am working as 
um, a reading tutor. I have some training in Orton-Gillingham, which is um, the training that is most effective to work with students with dyslexia. And um, I am working one-on-one -on -one right now with two students. I'm also raising two little girls at the moment. Um, so my classroom is located in my basement, but I still am very much dedicated to my own classroom. And um, I also am working with some other families too who are having some challenges within the public school system. And we're really working to build a bridge with the school. So. Uh, I do not like to be called an advocate. I'm more like a family support teacher who comes and brings ideas that can work within the framework of what's actually already going on in the classroom. Um, and uh, I, I found that to be really rewarding and challenging and also something that really keeps me on my toes. And although I'm you know, surrounded by little people, littler than elementary school people, um, I, uh, I really enjoy this aspect right now of, of my career. So that's what I'm up to right now. Mary, it's so fascinating how your career has um, kept developing even as you're staying home with your girls. Mm -hmm. And so I look forward to learning more about what you are doing with the kids you're tutoring as well as the parents that you're assisting. So as you can see, we have very um, varied experiences in education, but what we share is a firm belief in Strong Literacy Foundation mm -hmm. and also in meeting students where they are within their ZPD so that they're not as frustrated yeah. in school. And you will see that as we continue to record more podcasts. So stay tuned because we're going to be doing some episodes about sight words, a reading scope and sequence, just decoding literacy jargon for teachers. Um, we're going to be sharing a lot of effective resources that help us and our students. We're going to be discussing key development stages in the life of a reader, some in-depth episodes about reading levels, including Lexiles, and much more. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe so that we will you will continue to hear our great content and write a review. We would really appreciate it so we could be seen in more of the search engines and reach more teachers and readers. In ending, we're going to give you some sage advice. The advice for today is make sure to take time and read to your kiddos and also make time to listen to them read to you.